The Word, the Nativity Story Reimagined by Victor of Campton. Episode 5 Never had Bethlehem seen such a splendid procession of nobles and their glittering entourage coming down the street towards the square, preceded by three wise men astride colourfully draped donkeys and each dressed in a great black cloak with mystic signs embroidered thereon. Looking from side to side until they reached the inn and, turning to face the stable gateway, they halted. The captain of the escort rose in his stirrups and signalled with his sword. Out from the long line of the cavalcade stepped the richly caparisoned stallions of the three rulers. They rode down to the stable gateway and dismounted. Accompanied by servants carrying gifts, they entered the yard, pausing to bow to Mary and Joseph before turning to the manger. No one spoke. Looking down on that tiny face, they knew this was, indeed, he whom they sought, he who was of the scriptures, not a conquering monarch, not a heavily armed warrior, not even a learned academic, but a tiny newborn child. Before them, bathed in the brilliant starlight, fast asleep in a straw manger here in an unremarkable backwater, they had found the truly divine, the long-anticipated Son of the Lord God of Israel, the promised Messiah. They were overcome with their emotions. As one, the great men dropped to their knees and then to the floor, prostrating themselves before the boy and his family. There they lay in prayer. There they stayed for a full hour before rising to take turns politely to greet the parents. Calling forth the servants, priceless gifts were laid out before the child, gifts of gold, frankincense, and that greatest rarity, myrrh. The question was asked, How have you named this child? He is called Jesus, said Mary. And Joseph added, He is of the house of David and will be known to all as Jesus of Nazareth. The distinguished visitors nodded wisely and clearly approved the choice. The three wise counsellors looked at each other, astounded. They sighed and whispered together. To be sure, so it was written. One of their number rose and went to speak to the innkeeper and his wife, who inquired if they would be requiring accommodation or refreshment. No, they would not be so in need. <clears throat> but requested that they might be permitted to settle the account of the young couple in the yard and to ensure that they went safely on their way when the time came. Perhaps even one of their most trusted maids might be persuaded to accompany them home to Nazareth to assist the young mother. Open-mouthed, the innkeeper weighed the heavy purse of gold in his hand and readily agreed. He was stunned. With business such as this, he might well decide to retire in a year or two. 
Then they were gone. The entire caravan turned about and without further ceremony departed. They were returning home, joyful carriers of the most extraordinary news for their peoples. Reuben and Silas? Together they walked home through the night and the next day, parting as they came to home pastures and then on to the waiting families. I saw him, yes, I saw him. The Messiah has come. Praise to the Lord God of Israel. Hallelujah. The centurion had remained standing quietly in the shadows. He had seen the rabbi prostrate himself. He had witnessed the unusual sight of not one, but three distinguished nobles pay deep homage to the child and to the family. He thought he understood, but then, how could he? He knew that he had witnessed a very special happening, seemingly a divine moment, and of deep significance. The caravans gone, Rome's veteran centurion had remained standing in the shadows, but knew that he had witnessed something of extraordinary significance. Silently, he stepped into the stable gateway, drew his gleaming sword, and, staring straight at the child, came smartly to attention and presented the royal salute. Stepping back into the darkness, he too was gone. And thus, this was how it came to pass that everlasting fame was bestowed upon a tiny eastern village, fame that continues until today, some 2,000 years later. Written records of this momentous event may vary in detail, but there is no denying the fact that those few days in Bethlehem changed the world forever. Sometime later, a clear-sighted evangelist named John wrote as the opening lines of his new book these immortal words. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word became flesh. John 1.1